Hello and welcome to episode 61 of the How to Sleep podcast. If your thoughts are keeping you awake, one of the things you might want to ask yourself is, am I overcommitted? Keep listening to find out why this is so relevant to your sleep. Welcome to the How to Sleep podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Blakeman, qualified adult sleep coach, a previous sufferer of insomnia and mum of three. I believe that sleep is fundamental to your enjoyment of the life you have worked so hard to create and I support adults like you who are struggling to sleep to get back to sleep and back to living your life in full colour and with maximum energy. This podcast is for you if you are taking ages to get to sleep or waking in the night and can't get back to sleep or both. Keep listening to find out how sleep works, the essential elements you need to get the sleep you deserve and actionable steps that you can take. So I'm currently taking part in transformational coaching and I'm absolutely loving it. It's so good. It's helping me to look at how my thoughts are shaping my life as well as my habits and actions and everything else. And one of the topics that the course focuses on is commitment. And what I've been particularly interested in is commitment versus overcommitment. And what I've been looking at and reflecting on is there's definitely a connection that I've noticed between people's tendency to be overcommitted and sleep disruption. So I want to talk about this in this episode. What I've noticed working with clients who struggle to sleep because their thoughts are keeping them awake is that they are typically successful people. So either they're an entrepreneur or they have a senior job or they're athletic or they're performing artist or they are achievers in some way in their field and they're doers. And for most of them, their success has been achieved through hard work and determination, through planning, through action taking, and basically by having commitment to their goal. And perhaps you can relate to this. So when you really commit to something, you can achieve it and you stick to it and you achieve it through taking action. What this does is it obviously shows you that planning and action taking is a good strategy. But as you go through life, what tends to happen is you tend to pick up lots of commitments as you go. So after a while, you've got loads of things on that you're actively committing to. So maybe in addition to your job or your business, you have a partner, children, caring responsibilities or volunteering, or you've got hobbies, you're a marathon runner, you're learning a language. So you've collected these commitments and they're all great things but because you don't like to do things half-heartedly you do commit you want to commit you want to see it done well and so these don't just become things in your life that they're doing they become commitments and what that means is there are things in your mind that you want to see done well you want to achieve a certain standard so that's how I would define a commitment versus something which I just have on my list as something which would be nice to do or may or may not do and it doesn't really matter. So hopefully you see what I mean. Now before you know it therefore it's quite easy after a period of years to get to maximum commitment and what I mean by that is that the time it would actually take you to do all those things you've committed to doing well and at the pace that you want to see them achieved is probably filling all your time and that's how you've lived your life for a while. But what happens is when you develop a sleep issue 
this can be the straw that breaks the camel's back, so to speak. So if your days were full already and you rely on being able to get a lot done in a day, a sleep problem obviously impacts that. You can't do as much as you want to because your tired brain is not as efficient. And that's that's scientifically proven. You can't work as fast or as accurately as you do when you have a full night's sleep. And on top of that, what you've probably also likely tried to do in the circumstance is add sleep itself to your list of things that you actively need to do and take action to do. But as I've talked about in other episodes, ironically, the more you try and actively sleep, the harder it is to sleep. So the approach that's worked really well for you in all these other areas of your life is not working for this problem. And to me, this is the perfect storm. You can't get all the things done that you usually do in a day because you're not sleeping. Your usual strategy of taking action to fix this problem doesn't seem to be working with your sleep issue. And what this leads to is frustration, overwhelm, or simply just being frequently aware of the sense that there are not enough hours in the day to get done all the stuff that you now want to do. So what's happened in effect is that your sleep issue has moved you from being fully committed and successful to overcommitted and frustrated even if the actual things that you're doing haven't increased. So now you're in a world of frustration, you've no idea how to move forward. And what compounds the problem is that being overcommitted is not where you like to be. When there are more things on your plate than you have time to do and you see that you're not doing them, this really bothers you mentally because, like I said, when you commit to something in your mind, this means you have committed to it. You you will deliver it, you want to achieve it and you want to do it to the standard that you've mentally set for yourself. So this creates mental load. You have a mental load now on top of all the things that you've got to get done and that in turn can make your sleep issue worse and the whole thing feeds into itself in a loop. So I really hope I'm explaining this in a way which makes sense and you can identify with and apologies if I made that sound a bit bleak But the good news is this loop can also work the other way. So you can actually start to make this loop work in the opposite direction. Now, I'm also conscious that some of you, whilst you're listening, you might never have thought about whether or not you're overcommitted and you might not be able to identify that you're overcommitted. So to help with this, I've thought of three signs that you might be overcommitted. I mean, obviously there could be loads, but these are three that stand out for me. So one, you don't stick to everything that you say you'll do. So either things that you told or the people you would do by a certain time or more often things that you promised yourself you would do get done by a certain time. You just haven't had the chance to do and this keeps happening. Number two, when you stop for a break, you get ill or you really crash out. So if you have a day off or you go on holiday you feel totally whacked, not just relaxed, you feel like you've crashed and or you get ill. And when I had my sleep issue, I was always getting ill when I went on holiday or had some time off. And three, you hardly have any time in the day to do anything that is pure relaxation for you. So you're going from one task to the next all day and the first chance you really have to sit down and relax is like eight, nine o'clock at night. 
So these are just these are just three things to think about. But I say there could there could be if there could be loads of ways that you could identify this. So your action step for this week, if you think that you might be overcommitted, take a step back, look really carefully at all the things you have on your plate, and reduce some of your commitments. So lift the burden from yourself slightly, even if it's just temporary while you address your sleep issue, because obviously then the sooner you can get on and fix your sleep issue, the quicker you can get back to where you want to be. What this does, what reducing your commitments does is twofold. Firstly, it gives you some space. It gives you some slack in the day. So if you're not able to achieve as much as you normally would in a day because you're tired, then you've got some space to take a bit more time to do to do the stuff. And this reduces the chances that you're running around pushing yourself really hard when you're tired. And this is so important because the more we push ourselves to keep going while we're tired, we increase the likelihood of releasing sleep inhibiting hormones to get us through the day, but then it impacts on the next night. And then again, we're back in the loop. And secondly, and this one's possibly even more important if your thoughts are keeping you awake at night, is that it will release some of the mental load at night. If you're lying awake conscious of all the things you can't get done, or you worry about the fact that your lack of sleep is affecting how you show up in life, then it's really helpful to take some step to address this. And I just want to mention that I know some of you will find this hard because you are successful and you are an achiever and you pride yourself on being able to get all of the things done. But sometimes you have to act differently in order to fix your problem. So I've got every faith in you that you can take a step back. You can find some commitments to release and with no guilt and help yourself out this week. All right, have a good week and thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. I hope you found some value in today's episode. If you did and you know others who would benefit from hearing this information as well, then please share with them. And if you would be so kind as to leave a positive review of the podcast, this will support me in my mission to spread the message of sleep as wide as possible. Thank you so much. If you can't wait until the next episode and you want more guidance right now, then head on over to my website and get access to my free sleep resources. Link in the show notes. Or follow me on Instagram at Nikki.Blakeman. Wishing you a peaceful night's sleep.